Today is Monday, January 21st. We've got some sunny news, kind of. We've got Adam Ottavino introducing himself to Yankee Land, and we've got Dan Clark, the most hated man in Twitter by Yankee fans. He joined the show to have a nice little interview all about Machado, about the Orioles being terrible, and some other fun stuff. Let's talk Yanks. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining Talking Yanks on this Monday episode. We are happy to have you. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey. And Jake, my co-host, is in Denver. We got a lot of special people that sponsored this episode of Talking Yanks. And they are Julius Schwartz, Camden McKinstry. I like both those names so far. Nathan. No last name. Just Nathan. Adam Gorman. Tyson Smith. Jake Ricard. Charlie Camp. If Charlie Camp was a boxer, you could mix the the name Champ in there, like Charlie the Champ Camp. That'd be a fantastic boxing name, I think. And Jordan Bonadonna. Bonad Bonadonna? Bonadono? Bonadonna? Bonadonna. Bonadonna's fun. They're most recent Patreon subscribers. Two dollars a month. They get to early access. Like they had access to this interview with Dan Clark uh, on Thursday, right after we recorded it, put it up on Patreon for them. They get a chance to win two jerseys a month. Damn it, Jake, we did not think of a contest. Or did we? We did think of a contest, actually. The contest for this, for Patreons, for this month, any new Yankee, Tulowitzki, uh, DJ LeMahieu, any, is there anyone else? Those are the only two, right? Um. Yeah, I think that's it. We'll do another one We'll because it's fun, and, and maybe if you don't know why this name, you'll find out in a little bit. Shed Long. Give us your John Sterling home run calls for those. Jake will choose Jeez. his. Jake will choose his. I'll choose mine, and we'll put the top two on a Twitter vote and the winner. But if you're a Patreon subscriber, think of your John Sterling home run call for the new guys. Comment it on the bottom of this video on Patreon. We'll choose two, unless there's a unanimous winner in our brains. And we'll bring it to Twitter. And that will be the uh, affordable jerseys, no name on the back, Yankee jersey contents, contest for January. Sound good? Sounds good. I'm, I'm thrown off by the Shedlong curveball, but it, hey, you. That's so a you fun bark. name. It is a fun name. But I mean, like DJ LeMay, who's supposed to be a guy that's going to play <laughs> 100 plus games on this team, Shedlong may never touch the Yankees, but we'll have fun with it. That's what yeah, it is. I, I'm not saying. What it is is what to do what it is. Yeah, it's a fun name. But two options, but it felt like too small, so I got a third one. All right. How you doing, Jake? Good to hear. Good to see you. Good to see you, man. Um, yeah, busy, busy as hell weekend. We're uh, hosting some friends, juggling some balls right now. Went up to the mountains, um, but I'm I'm here for it. Yanks, uh, Saints game just finished up. They they got jobbed in regulation, and. Uh, the Rams are going on. The Rams are going on. Yeah. We have we have some news to talk about here before we go into the Dan Clark interview. And then after the Dan Clark interview, we're going to do some voicemails. Sonny Gray trade is imminent, but not official. Nothing has happened yet officially. So, but, but it seems like he's going to the Reds. And Shed Long is, seems to be the player that's coming back. Plus a sandwich pick, which means like a first round, like the in between first and second round compensation pick. It's not that exciting. If it if if it became official, it doesn't warrant its own episode. It's it's minor league prospects and some money. Uh, I guess the holdup right now is that the Reds want Sonny to sign an extension before the trade happens. Right. And I don't. Here's what I don't get, Jake. If he does, that changes who the Yankees get back. 
Why would that affect the Yankees at all if he signs an extension? Oh, because you get more value because it's you but, have but, access to that guy. Yeah, but why? Like that, that would that would be us trading. I don't know if we traded for Bumgarner and he signed a two-year extension, the Yankees would pay more if he agreed to that before. Yes, but why is it? Why do the Yankees benefit from that? Like, because because it doesn't make any sense to me. It seems like a whole separate thing. Like Haps came over and Britain came over and they re-signed with us. But if they re-signed, because the the Yankees don't have to trade Sonny Gray to the Reds, they could say, okay, like. It's it's Sonny Gray agreeing to that contract with the Reds, yes, but it's if they don't and then the Yankees don't get who they want, they can say, we don't want to trade you Sonny Gray. But we'll trade you Sonny Gray with two years of an extension and you have to give us that guy too. Yeah, it would make sense if like he signed the extension with the Yankees and then they trade. It doesn't make any sense to me why the Yankees would benefit from an extension between Sonny and the Reds. Because like, once he's it's over make, there... It's, it's making different parties happy if... If Sonny Gray agrees to the extension, that means he likes that extension, which means he's in for playing for the Cincinnati Reds, which means the Reds have to pay more. They're paying for, like, two years of Sonny Gray. Okay, service. so if I'm the so Reds. So if Sonny Gray just hits free agency, it's not like the Reds are guaranteed to land Sonny Gray. No, he could get more money elsewhere. Okay, so if I'm the Reds, why wouldn't I just trade for Sonny right now for a lesser deal? Sonny's now a Red. Okay, now let's work on an extension. It's totally separate from the trade. Because maybe he doesn't want, he doesn't have to. He could say, "Oh, screw you, Cincinnati. I'm out of here. Deuces." He can still say that now. So I don't understand how the Yankees come into play. That's the whole extension, brother. <laughs> that's that's. You're not ex- he- explain it to me. You're not explaining. You're just telling me what I nothing. I'll I'll put it in Yankee terms for you. And this is what I was trying to do. So if if the Yankees trade for Madison Bumgarner. Tomorrow, and it yep. was Florial, Clint Frazier, or no, how about this? We'll do the Andujar example, because this is popular. If we traded Andujar for Madison Bumgarner, we'd say, ah, oh, well, this this kind of sucks, because, I mean, Andujar's, you know, five years of Andujar for one year of Bumgarner, that sucks. But if the Giants say, hey, we could get Bumgarner to agree to a two-year extension for you, and now we're getting three years of Bumgarner, then we'll give them Andujar. Uh, yeah, okay, that that makes sense to me that way, but, like, we're getting Shedlong and money. Right, I mean, it's just a difference, and we we think there's a mystery prospect and the pick involved. Maybe the, the other prospect or the pick gets better because of that. Um, yeah, I, I think we got it, no? I still don't, I just, I still don't really, I mean, that makes sense, but I don't get why the Reds... Would uh, if they're if they're gonna trade for him anyway, just give us the shittier thing and then work on extension on your own terms. Right, but then they might not get to keep him, and they gave away prospects for one year of Sonny Gray. That's the yeah. risk you run. Yeah, but the, what we know right now is that like Shedlong and the a pick is coming, and the pick is changing con- according to an extension. So right. th- so if that's the situation, I I still don't really get why the Reds would. Just do that on your own term. That's your. That seems like their business, not our business. Okay, whatever. I don't think Shedlong. He's like in. He's a twenty-three years old. His name is Shedrick, which I've never heard that name before. Goes by Shedlong. Funny name. Uh, do we want to do scouting report on him? Because I think some people would be interested. I'm not interested at all. Uh, but he's a middle infielder. That. His scouting report reads like this. He uses the entire field. He can he can and does hit the ball hard to all parts of the field. And he's got some speed to help him beat out infield hits. With all that said, there's concern about his swing among some scouts. I'd grade his hit tool as average, but I've spoken to some scouts who have him as below average, just slightly below average hit tool guy. Sounds like he's never going to be a Yankee. He's going to fill in some AAA or AA innings and then be traded at the deadline to sweeten the pot. That's what it sounds like to me. Maybe. Um, I... I- my counterpoint to you on that would be, I mean, in cash we trust and trading for guys. You know, the things we said about Luke Voigt. I mean, you, you never oh, yeah. know. The, the, the guy's a prospect. Um, it is what it is. It's a lottery ticket. I've, I've seen him in my out-of-the-park baseball game I play. He's a, he's a snuggle bunny, Jim. He's 5'8". Five 5'8", eight. Five eight lefty, but he's got pop. He's got 50 career minor league home runs. I don't know. We'll, we'll see. I, I, I think the bigger thing here is 
I mean, Shedlong, you're right. I, I don't want to say coin flip. I, I think he's a guy that if you ask scouts, they said he's going to end up in the major leagues at some point. It, it depends in what capacity you view him in. The pick, I think, is the more important thing here. And I, I think you had it in that where you mentioned some low, low A type prospects that the Yankees can kind of fuel the farm in a sunny gray trade. I think I think the pick is actually the bigger deal. I think maybe maybe that'll help you kind of get the sunny gray th- thing kind of wrapped around your head that shed long isn't what Brian Cashman wants. The pick is what matters to Brian Cashman. So the Reds So picture the pick being the most valuable piece in this trade and then that depending on from the Reds perspective if Sonny Gray signs with them or not. So if Sonny Gray signs an extension that helps the Yankee get a better pick. Sonny Gray and Cashman. Cashman said some fucked up, not fucked up things, but Cashman is like out of here. Sonny's, recent, Sonny's most recent quote was like, it's good to be where you wanted. Part of me, if I'm Sonny, would be like, fuck that. I'm not signing extension to help the Yankees at. I'd be a little bitter. But then like the market that but this that's is But that's the whole in, point. It's like Sonny Gray doesn't have to agree to anything. <laughs> yeah, no, you know, I'm, I'm so just if, trying to if think. If Sonny like, agreed, agrees to something, it's something Sonny Gray wants to agree to. So he would want to go pitch in Great American Ballpark with uh, his former the, pitching coach, yeah, yeah, for the Reds. And the market that, and the market that, and yeah, would be what the extension is like the money because because the market's kind of bad. I'm interested. I mean, if he would sign an extension, I don't know. Like that's that's actually interesting. Well, and that that's kind of one of the unique things here. What if what if Sonny Gray is in a? I mean, what if it was just a one year extension and Sonny's like, you know, I w- I want two years to go out there and prove myself, or or what if since he's willing to lay out a, you know, maybe a four year, ten million per year contract, because they know if Sonny Gray pitches well, that that's a good contract, and then if Sonny Gray isn't Sonny Gray, they can get out of it. So I I don't know. I mean, a lot of speculation from front offices that probably have a lot more going on than you and me. <laughs> guesstimating but I, I think there's I think I think we're around it I'm kind of rooting the first Sonny to not sign the extension I want to see that mayhem yeah I, I don't know that gets, that just goes against a I like that you like Sonny sticking up for himself getting less assets for the Yankees I think that's why you want that well or and he can be betting on himself like no I'm gonna go fucking dominate and make more money the next year Okay. Yeah. Whatever I mean, this extension I, I'll root is. for that. I mean, the thing I'm going to spin back at you would be that you're get, you're getting less for the Yankees organization, which we normally want. Oh, I don't care about anything that's coming back in this Sunny pick. Like yeah, I'm, you you should like I I know you don't, but you should a little more than you do. No, I don't. I don't care about that's my, how I don't, this whole farm system builds, and you get your Aaron Judges and your Gary Sanchez and those. Oh, guys. I know, so but I didn't care I, about any of them either. I know you can't either. be invested in it, but you should be all right with it. Be happy about it. Want more. Uh, in cash, I trust, and I don't care about minor leaguers at all. Like, that's why people got so mad at me when Andy and Duhart, because it was the first time I was voicing my opinion that people were listening, and they found out how cynical I am about minor leaguers and how much I don't care. And right. they thought it was how much I hated Anduhar. And it's like, no, no, no. I just, no minor leaguer is anyone to me until they step foot on the field. Right. That's the fine. So I don't care. Shed long draft pick. I don't care. I think it'd be cool if Sonny stuck it to the Yankees and was like, no, fuck you and bet on himself to make more money with like this next year. I think that would be a cooler personal story. So and I like and John Heyman was the the only one that reported this. And I hate John Heyman. So I'd love for the extension to fall through. And John Heyman's the only source and it fell through for him. There you go. A lot of venom in you today, Jim. Love. So here's the thing. I am now rooting for this trade to fall through. I didn't know I was going to be doing this. Well, there I you just go. kind of tumbled into it. Uh, Adam Ottavino, everyone's uh, the new new reliever. He is active on Instagram, and he goes on car rides. And his wife does, like, question and answers through the Insta story. Sure. Which, which go away. So I thought that this would be, I put it on Twitter, but I'm going to play it on here. Just some questions that he got asked that were baseball related, and I thought it's like a nice introduction for people that want to know who Adam Ottavino is and more of his personality, which I feel like we promote here, individual personalities of players. And so here's here's some questions and answers. We are zero for the Yankees or another number? Uh, zero, obviously. Unless they don't want me to, and then it doesn't matter. Strikeout bets or Martinez? Uh, both, hopefully. Win the World Series in seven or in four? Be less stressful, but just want to win it either way. Throw a fastball or throw a slider? 
slider. All right, so so far, Jake, it was wear zero, and he was kind of sad. He was like, yeah, I'd, I want to wear zero, but... Yeah, it's a number I wear when I play baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they don't want me to. Then yeah. I guess whatever's cool. That made me laugh. He likes throwing sliders more than fastballs. Uh, he wanted to strike out Mookie and JD. That was nice. Yeah, like, I actually didn't love that part. Like, that just felt too grabby to me. Is that is that fair? Well, he's, he's trying to make Yankee fans love him. Right. I feel like you're you're setting yourself up for a bad time if one of those guys clips you, which over the next three years, <laughs> they probably will. Oh, yeah, but that's fine. That's like when they ask CC, like, what do you, how many games do you think you're going to win this year? And he's like, all of them? Because why else would I go into the season not thinking that? You know what I mean? Right, but he's CC and he's the man. Yeah. Knicks or nuts? Knicks. Knicks. Hit a normal Grand Slam or hit a walk-off Grand Slam? Walk-off Grand Slam. Dumbest question ever, right? What? The, someone someone messaged that question in. Hit a regular Grand Slam or a walk-off Grand Slam? I mean, that actually makes me like it more because I, I didn't like the Betts-Martinez thing because that felt, like I said, grabby. Like, you're you're clearly going for to, to light the fire under Yankee fans. and Well, he's not choosing any off. of the questions. His wife is. Right, but it's a tag team effort, Jim, through everything in life. And I think... So that one made me like the whole thing more because that was clearly like she was just saying stuff and that's that's the one that came out. Oh, there's I mean, I only clipped the baseball one. There's like 30 and they're so stupid. It's like right. cats or dogs, deli, pizza, this like they're so stupid. I just grabbed the baseball ones. Come Coming to New York trying to build a brand. He's from New York, so he loves here. Yeah. Uh, never mind. I, I, I lost my place, so I'm not going to go back. But anyway. Okay. I think it's cool how active he is on, on uh, and he didn't seem like annoying. Yeah, and Just, I mean we want we want more of that in baseball. That's that's a good thing outside of Trevor Bauer. Oh, the other one was they asked if he'd rather be a starter or a reliever, and he was like, "Well, starter, but that ship has sailed." Ain't that it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next up, we have an interview with Dan Clark. You know Dan because he was the guy that was so brazen about Machado was signed with the Yankees. It's a done deal. He was all cocky and swaggered out and peacocking and being a jerk kind of about it we had him on and here is that interview now all right we are joined now by dan clark covers the baltimore orioles for tbldaily.com out of australia everyone knows knows dan now from this whole machado and the offseason the rumors we figured we'd get you on because Yankee fans have you at the forefront of their brains right now. So we got to find out a little bit who you are, Dan, what's going on here and what happened with this whole scenario. But first off, how are you doing today? It's uh, you're in the future. I am. It's not much happens on a Thursday night, Friday morning, just giving you a heads up uh, in the world. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's, uh, it's really, well, it's pretty warm down here this time of year. So good to get home um, for a bit and get in some air conditioning and have a chat to you guys. What part of Australia are you from or in right now? Or In Melbourne. Melbourne? Oh, okay. I lived in Sydney for a while, so you're speaking with uh, an ex-Sydney Bear baseball player. Eight-year-old. Really? Eight-year-old uh, division. How long did you live Two years. I lived north of Sydney in a town called Linfield by Chatswood. Um, yep. Two years up there. So, yeah, I got to get back to Australia for a while. I haven't been back since I was 10 years old, but... Yeah. Uh, so when I lived there, baseball was scar- scarce. Like it was, there was not a lot of kids playing. It might be have grown now. There was the professional league. How does your interest in baseball begin uh, from Australia? Yeah. yeah, it's um, it's growing steadily in in Australia. Um, it's look, it's it competes with our major summer sport being cricket, which you probably learned a little bit about when you were you're in Sydney um, and it'll never overtake it. Cricket's Australia's national sport and baseball is always going to play second fiddle to that. But yeah, look, I got into it through cricket. I used to play football, which is Australian rules football, which is quite different to American football. And um, we're, uh, that's a winter sport. And we, um, I think I did my, I tore my hamstring three times in my last season. So I had a few friends who played baseball um, at the cricket club. That's our summer sport, obviously. And they said, oh, come come play um, some winter baseball. And, and that's how I got into it initially. And I just fell in love with the sport. Um, 
fell in love with everything about it, yeah. And then that obviously developed into um, from playing, um, following it a lot more closely um, and falling in love with the Orioles. And, and Dan, you, you said the key word at the end there that we were all waiting for. Well, well, people want to hear Machado, but I wanted to hear the Orioles. We're, we're talking Mel, we're talking Melbourne. It, it's, it's tough to find Oriole fans outside of Baltimore. How, how did the Orioles thing happen? So Australians love an underdog. We love, we love a, the little guy battling above uh, out of their division, um, Taking on, you know, someone someone a bit bigger, and I guess that's how Australians, as a culture, a lot of us see ourselves. You know, this little island nation. Um, well, not little, but you know, population-wise, we're, we're quite small. Throwing our weight around against the big guys, and I don't know, something just drew me to the Orioles. I guess initially with that, and um, one of the local teams that I, I played baseball for down here were the Blackburn Orioles, and I think that just re re-established that and obviously we you we wore all Orioles branded gear when we played and yeah I think that gave the initial interest and um just continued on from there and at no point you said like maybe I'll switch you know the Yankees exist the Red Sox exist you're just you're loyal from the start to the Orioles yeah and and again that whole underdog you know supporting the little guy mentality that probably works well in the AL East as well you know with O's so yeah yeah, I don't think uh, I couldn't switch now. I've fucking got Orioles tattoos. So shit, I don't know if you're PG right or not. I shouldn't be swearing, but um, no, you can say whatever yeah, you want. I've got um, a few Orioles tattoos over me, so I, I definitely won't be switching anytime soon. I'll tell you. When did when did this Orioles fanhood start? Are we talking like late '90s, early 2000s? Yeah, about twelve, fifteen years ago. Twelve, twelve years ago, I think. Yeah. So did you catch any? When they were really now? bad. When they were really bad. Sorry, what was that? Okay, so no Cal Ripken. So I was wondering, like, who's your favorite Oriole that you've watched over the years? Well, you- I used to watch baseball a fair bit then and obviously knew about Cal and, and loved him even well before my Orioles love started. But um, now it's really been this, you know, that, that generation of the last 10, 12 years. And uh, I think I'm pretty open when I talk about my favorite Oriole being um, Adam Jones. So, yeah, more certainly that era. Okay. So then you, uh, I the story that I know, which is probably not entirely correct, is you started your own blog, which is admirable. That's what we basically started here, uh, just started talking and doing our own thing on the side and growing naturally. And then eventually Masson or, or whoever saw you and, and brought you over to like visit Baltimore and start doing guest blogs. Is that how it all went down? And I was guest blogging from here. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. So I got an email from their um, editor, their web editor, uh 2014 said, um, Hey, we've seen some of your stuff online and noticed you got a, a decent following. Uh, would you be interested in writing a weekly piece for us? For uh, Initially, it was for the first half of the season. And um, yeah, it got some good traction and I ended up doing it for the full year for them. Yeah. And it's all been remote, like from, from Australia? Uh, I'm, I've been to America quite a few times since. I've tried to get there twice a year now. But um, certainly, most of my writing is uh, definitely from here in Australia. Yeah. I, I've got a two-parter. One, do you know John Mioli? No, I don't know him. Oh. I read a lot of his. He's well. It, it was just funny. We saw him at winter meetings, and I, I went to a leadership camp thing with him in the seventh grade, and then we bumped into each other, and I was like, "Whoa!" But, dude, small dude, world. Yeah, small world stuff, man. Now we're talking to you. So, so if if you want, you could tweet. Tweet whatever you want at him and say that Jake Jake sent you. Um, okay. I, 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 I don't know if we want to dive. I mean, are we ready to dive into this? Because, I mean, I, I know you've been doing the circuit a little bit, Dan. Um, I mean, when Jonathan Scope told you Manny was signing, what happened? It, was, <laughs> it definitely wasn't Jonathan. <laughs> I, won't look, I won't be, and I don't know if you heard the podcast I did with um, Simple Man yesterday, but... Um, I won't be revealing who it was um, unless I need to. Uh, he's he, he has got a lot more to lose than I do. Um, at the end of the day, he sent me that information. Um, he very clearly said to me, don't reveal my name. I, he, I think the words he used was, uh, I've got in from here, use it as you like, but just keep my name well away from it. And I responded to him saying, absolutely, will do. Um, I'm not going to you know, out 
out him for that. It's you know, it's on me. I went with the 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 story, and um, it certainly looks like it. It wasn't it wasn't true at the time, or it certainly won't be proven to true to to be true. And and um, I own that. That's on me. I'm not the only person who's going to be wrong in this field, but uh, outing him isn't going to help the situation at all. It's okay, but you did you it is you did say it was a a player, an Orioles player. Uh, on Simple Man Radio, you said that it was a player who you had written a favorable piece about, and he followed you on Twitter and messaged you and said, like, hey, thanks, man, good stuff. You guys yep. built a good relationship from there. So I have a question. Does he still follow you on Twitter? <laughs> 20 questions. <laughs> um, yeah, he does, yeah. Okay. All right. So we won't reveal any names, but I mean, if anyone detective out there wants to comb <laughs> through 21,000 followers, I don't want to, I don't want to do yeah. it. Um, all right. So uh, here's the thing halfway through, I mean, you, a lot of Yankee fans were, were loving you cause they were hoping you were right. And a lot of Yankee fans were hating you. Yeah. You, you have a history on Twitter of hating Yankee fans and hating the Yankees, which I'm totally yeah. fine with. I, as a Yankee fan, we like when people hate us. It's part of the thing. So there, you were poking the bear for a while there on Twitter. I mean, you enjoyed a little bit of it. A hundred percent. Um, my nature <laughs> is, um, if someone comes at me hard, I'm going to go back with interest. I, I won't hold back. I think that's, that's an Aussie thing. I think we're pretty blunt. Um, people think we're cocky. Uh, it's just, I guess it's a, it's a cultural thing. And, uh, I, my tweeting definitely, uh, is reflective of my personality and I know, and that's always rubbed, rubbed people the wrong way. And I'm not going to apologize for that. That's who I am. And in this case, I doubled and tripled and quadrupled down as everyone knows. And it, it, that's probably what made it worse. And I'm aware of that. And I'll learn from that. I'll need to make sure that in future I'm not coming across as cocky, yeah. Dan, I'm I'm a fellow guy who likes to double, triple, quadruple down. Uh, Jimmy, who's with us now, saw a scary moment at a roulette table once right after college. We won't talk about that. Uh, when when yeah. when it comes out yesterday, the kind the now debunked rumor about seven years one seventy five. I mean, were you ready to quadruple down? When's that coming? Because Yankees Nation is back. Yeah, look, I also <laughs> saw the statement from um, uh, the Machado camp not long after that where there's, uh, I think they named, was it Buster and... Um, Nightingale. Uh, Nightingale, yeah. So I'm just going to leave that that for a bit. I'm not going to re-enter that discussion so I have a question, uh, a genuine question. What's your, is your goal to become a uh, like like a like a Buster only, like a Ken Rosenthal, like a respected uh, reporter, or is your goal to be you know an Orioles fan because you are a fan, and that's we yep. are Yankee fans that cover the Yankees, but we, I never want to be an unbiased fan. Like I I am a biased fan, which it sounds like it's going to be very hard for you to drop the biased fan as an Orioles fan and you can't do both. Like it's very hard to be a guy breaking news while you're also hate Yankees, hate the Yankees fans, love yeah. the Orioles. So I'm well aware of that. And this last fortnight has been an interesting experience and certainly some learnings online. I, yeah, it's not my profession. This, um, it never will be my profession unless I moved to America and explored some options there. And that's not on my radar. Um, I keep my work and, and this being a hobby completely separate. Uh, they're completely different fields, so there's no crossover. And I'm I'm a fan, for, first and foremost, a passionate fan who just loves baseball. And, um, yeah, look, I'm going to have to ease up on the, the tweets about Yankees in future, no doubt. Um, I don't think you have to. I think you should let that side of it ride. Like this tweet, yours when you said uh, someone said you're going to be trembling and you said not as much as you'll be trembling, crying in the fetal position in the corner of your mom's basement when the Yankees announcer announced Machado signing. That's the that's the Dan Clark I would like to see I like more that. of. I like that guy. Well, that that's that's what's got me the I'm going to I hate using the word, but certainly it is. It's accurate. Notorious rep, rep, uh, reputation that. I'm not well liked, but I'm well aware of that by fellow bloggers. 
you know, I rub people the wrong way. Someone might tweet me and I'll, you know, retweet their reply, retweet and reply going pretty hard at them. And I'll watch the follow account drop by 10 or 20 instantly. And that's, that's, I live with that. I'm cool with it as well. So yeah, look, I won't be able to hold back forever. Yeah. I probably won't go as hard. on the Yankees. <laughs> and look, to be honest, to be honest, uh, you know, it's pretty, pretty foolish of me to even have a crack at, the Yankees or the Red Sox too hard because my team lost 115 games last year. So I'm not going to win that argument. You got a lot of heart though. And, and Dan, I went keeping it now back in, in your heart of hearts. I mean it, and stop me. I'll, I'll stop another two part question if I'm wrong here, but you as an Orioles fan and a baseball fan, you probably don't want to see Manny Machado on the Yankees, correct? Of course not. It's going to make our job. Let's say he landed there for I don't know seven years. Let's pull a figure. That's going to make our job. Obviously, we're rebuilding for at least the next three or four. Um, but having a guy like Machado on the Yankees is not going to help the Orioles. And you know, as long as he's there, so yeah, you're right, hundred percent. Okay, so now I'm I'm going to go with if tomorrow you could wake up and one of these things would be true. Machado mm. is not a Yankee, and he signed somewhere. Or Machado is a Yankee, and you can go around Twitter just going double birds at everyone that came at you. Which would you prefer? Uh, look, even if it happens now, um, yeah, I, I can't take any, I can't take any kudos or credit for that. Um, I've seemed to have accept that the, you know, certainly the news I got was that yeah, he he wants to be in New York, and that, that everyone knows that anyway, um, and that it would be in early January. Early January's past, so yeah. Even if he does sign with the Yankees, there'll be none of none of that. I won't be bragging as much as I would love to give the fingers to some people. Um, <laughs> and look, I guess the benefit as well is we we see Manny a lot more if he is in the AL East. Uh, at the end of the day, I love watching baseball regardless um, of who the talent, you know, which team they're on, and and he's one of the best players in the game. And the more I get to watch of him, the better. So there's that benefit of if he does land in New York, I guess. If I if I asked you to choose between these three players, who are you choosing? Uh, Grant Balfour, Liam Hendricks, or Graham Lloyd? Uh, Lloyd's the better of the, the trio, in my opinion. <laughs> Balfour, um, I hated him when the O's were having a good year in I think it was 2012. I think it was um, Balfour was with the Athletics and. I used to watch him with that Balfour Rage stuff and it was fucking terrible. So I didn't like it at all. So um, I'm going to go with Liam. Uh, I like Liam too because I have fond memories from the wild card game last year. But all right. Is it because is it because Balfour's from Sydney? Is that why you don't like him? I thought you'd be obligated to like all Australian players. Oh, yeah. I think there's 32 we've had now in the bigs. And um, yeah, obviously, you know, the more we get in there, the more I, I'll certainly increase my writing and, and try to push some of that readership um, drive down down here in Australia because uh, the more we have in the majors, the, the better it's going to be and it's going to help us grow um, baseball at a grassroots level and, and continue that on um, through the levels. All right, man. I think this was uh, – I mean, I, I, I am not one of – we are not one of the Yankee fans that hate you for what you did. I think there's a fine line between being a blogger who like, – like my thing is – and I'm not trying to say this in a rude way. I never put stock into you saying Machado was doing that because I only put stock into five guys and those guys, you know, you got to earn it. So I thought it was all a lot of fun. I'm kind of sad to see you kind of backpedaling, not backpedaling, but like stepping down. I, I want you still, you know, angry and at people at people's throats. But I think you you're you're at least putting on a display of sympathy or or you erred in a way but i'm here to tell you that i don't mind that you hate yankee fans and i think you should uh you know if my manny machado signs i i think we should give you all the credit oh uh, swoop back swoop back in dude you have to Gee. well uh we'll see <laughs> we know <laughs> you want to uh, <laughs> let's We'll see what happens. I mean, I might I might be a few beers away from um, tweeting something I might regret, but let's see what happens. If if you okay. have you you've you've got the ears of a, a few a few thousand Yankee fans when when this drops off. What 
do, do you have a final message for them? And I'm, I'm so excited for this because part of me wants you to go, the Orioles are going to kick your ass next year. Part, part of me wants to hear apology. I, I don't know what, what, what you'd like to deliver to the people as like a, a closing statement. What Oriole would, would make the Yankees roster right now? It, what, say that again? <laughs> How many Orioles on the 25-man roster would make the Yankees 25-man roster, in your opinion, right now? All right, so I've got my expected Orioles roster here. Okay. 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 All right. Um, I would have said Alex Cobb before last year. I may have said Andrew. No, no, I won't say that. So I might have said Alex Cobb before his poor season last year. I'm this, uh, Dylan Bundy is just inconsistent. I think you'd, you'd probably get a look in Dylan Bundy. Again, didn't have a great year. Looking at our relievers, um, Richard Blyer would. Well, name no, he's a, we got rid not, of him. Not, with your, not with your bullpen now. I'll take that back. So. <laughs> we're, we're working with Alex Cobb when he was good. Uh Catches, no. Infielders, Chris Davis five years ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Trey Mancini probably wouldn't squeeze in. <laughs> All right, let's, let's go with zero. <laughs> I like that. Honestly. All right. You have a bunch of uh, – of, yeah, you got Cody Carroll. You got uh, Richard Blyer. You got yeah. – uh, who else? You got Josh Rogers now and Dylan Tate. Yeah. bunch yep. of uh, – thank yous. A lot of arms. Yeah. All right. What about what about the catcher Caleb Joseph? We were thinking about signing him to be our AAA backup defensive specialist. You think how's that sound? Do you like oh, Caleb Joseph? O's, I actually, I actually thought the O's would bring him back as a um, as a veteran presence, but it doesn't look like they're going to. And so I think we're going with Cisco and Wins, which is pretty inexperienced. Uh, and with that inexperience um, behind the plate and the Bullpen and the rotation we have, I think it could be a really tough year. Yeah. Well, I think that's 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 the design. Yeah. 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 All right. Hey, man. Thank you for coming on. Go enjoy the rest of your Friday, and uh, we appreciate it. Uh, from two Yankee fans that got a kick out of everything that went on, and I because I never really believed you, so I never have animosity for whatever it was. And I'm not trying to be rude by that. I'm just trying to just let you know how it went. Cool. Uh, all good. Um, thanks for having a chat, and uh, let's keep in touch. All right. See you, man. See you, guys. Should, should I just do a reel right now that you can edit up and, like, we were we were viciously mad at him? How, for, like, a preview? Hey, how, how, could, how could you do that to, the, to Yankees Nation, Dan Clark? Tell the people. They deserve to know. <laughs> the fuck's wrong with you? We're 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 proud. <laughs> I drive a Dodge Stratus. <laughs> it's interesting. He, I mean, he sounds like a level-headed guy that uh, I I don't know. He clearly got slightly in over his head. I think with Yankees Twitter and how how much that would really manifest. Like I think I think when he said that, he knew it'd get some traction, but mostly just in Oriole Nation. Like, oh, the Yanks are gonna get our guy, and then like. Dude got a target on his back hard. Do you think people are going to be upset with us for not going at him? I think a little bit, but I think that's why I just did that fireworks reel. You could just work that in. I was, I was truly, well, I'm kind of, are you still recording? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we can put this on the show. I was truly like never mad at him. Right. You were, I mean, I, I called full BS. Like you, you never, you called BS, but you were like, I don't care. Like, good for this guy for saying it. Why not? What's he got to lose? I mean, I was more so in the camp, like, I everything you you said, I I believe in. Like, yeah, dude, knock yourself out. He, he went for it, sure. But I also thought, like, dude, to, to actually come in with confidence and not be one of the guys we trust, like only Kirkajin, Passan, one of those guys, like, come on, dude, get out of here. Yeah. Yeah. Also, someone that follows us has to go dig through his followers now. Has to. Oh yeah. I put him in a pretzel when I asked him that. He was like, "Oh fuck." Yeah. He was he was running through his head how many Oriole players currently follow him that he could if he could get away with it or not. Because if it was like under five, I think he was like, "No." It'd be interesting so, if none follow him. We'll find out. Someone needs to go dig through his followers. Do you like my aggressive play with the Jonathan scope there? 
Yeah, he liked it too. Yeah, I was trying to get him cracked, dude. Fucking who cares about people's feelings on Twitter? He needs to take credit for it if it does happen. Like, you have to. You have to. If Machado comes to the Yankees, he has to tweet out, told you. This is just two words, told you. He will. You could tell he's got a little piss and vinegar in him that he won't take full credit, but he'll... He'll, well, he'll, he went on. This is a, the old phrase. He'll uh, he'll walk he'll walk very tall that day. He he went on Simple Man Radio, and who you went on Simple Man Radio? We're friendly yeah. with Simple Man Radio. We actually like them, but they hate his guts. Like yeah. they really really hate him, and they outspokenly hated each other. And then they went to like make peace on Simple Man Radio. So I think that. He 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 turned himself in and was like, okay, I'm gonna be there. Yeah, I learned a lesson. Blah 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 blah. For Simple Man Radio, because he knew he was going into a war and a debate there. He didn't know what we were gonna bring his way, and I was really trying to f- egg and egg and egg to get him to be like, yeah, fuck that, fuck Yankee fans. Yeah, I think I think our listeners would be were hoping that we were gonna go full rope a dope, like ease in a couple Australia jokes and then be like, who ordered the code red? But I don't know that. This life lesson. Not much to be. Not much to be earned by that. He's he's okay. Send a couple mean tweets if you want. Sure. Yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah. I mean, people are like, he's a hack. He's a hack. Yeah. Of course, he's not a real journalist. He's yeah. a fan blogger. That blue check mark, man. That blue, <laughs> that check, blue mark. check mark puts puts people's brains in pretzels for real. All right. Well. All right. There you go. That was Dan Clark. I like we. Jake and I had a little conversation after that I left in. I want him to be more brazen. He's trying to pull it back. I'd like him to be a heel. I like him better like that. The problem is, my favorite thing, Jake, is someone tweeted, he, Dan Clark tweeted out, we wanted to keep it a complete secret and just drop it, but he tweeted out like almost 30 seconds after we recorded, just did an yeah. interview with Talking Yanks, and I was like, oh, well, there goes that. And then... uh Justin Panic pointed out, like, well, he just loves breaking news. <laughs> Bing. But what was I going to say? I was going to say. Um, I say. I lost it. What a dumb person I am. I lost okay. it. Um, this is a real bummer. When this Dan happens. Clark. What, what were you thinking about? It was about, about Dan Clark for sure. Okay. Um, like about the interview, about fan reaction to the interview, about nah, Australia. Com- no, I completely forget, man. John Mioli. John Mioli, shout out. I completely forget. We'll just move on. You have anything okay. to say about Dan Clark? It was all right. Yeah, I I mean, you, you've done this enough to the point you think you don't have to do it anymore. But yeah, pe- people... Like people are like, oh, well, a they were mad we talked to him, and it's like, okay, listen to the interview, which hopefully you just have. You and just that, you just sparked it in my brain. Okay, and then, <laughs> and then you want to go before you forget. Yeah, when when he tweeted out that he came on the interview, one of the guys that interacts, the, the like whatever he he responded, clowns talking to clowns, and oh, that I is that. I love that because yeah, dude, we don't take ourselves seriously. Our goal is to have fun. And like, be fun. Dan Clark's goal is to have fun. The trouble comes in when people don't realize that and think we're trying to be, or Dan's trying to be an, a serious reporter. So it made me laugh when that guy said that. Like, yeah, you're right, dude. This is fun. But a lot yeah. of people were like, I'm disappointed you guys had him on. What the fuck? What are you talking yeah. about? We uh, we I'll, I'll say this. We we went in. We obviously weren't going in like for a kill shot, which I mean, we'll never do that. Um. But I don't know. You you and I went in with an honest like if I mean if this guy's gonna jostle us around then then we'll give him some crap. But uh, I mean he he was all right. He was he's an Aussie guy that likes baseball. He he wasn't hiding him from it. And you guys need to dig through his followers and find out who blow who blew it. Yeah, find out which one which player follows him that used to play for the Orioles or still does. And if there's no one, then Dan made it up. And that's interesting. That was funny. I put him in a real pickle there. All right, we have a couple a couple calls we're going to do real quick. Hey, guys, this is Patrick from Cary, North Carolina, calling in for Talking Yanks. Wanted to bring up an idea that I don't think enough of us Yankee fans are entertaining at the moment, and that's the possibility that Giancarlo Stanton is going to be playing a lot more left field than he did last year. I think he was the primary DH 
lot of the reasons being because his hamstring was bothering him all year. And this year, if he's healthy, all the advanced metrics say that he's about a league average defender. And with his bat, we can deal with the league average defender in left field. So if they were to bring in a guy like Machado, I think people are worrying what that means for Andujar. But I could see a path to Andujar still getting 500 at-bats this year at that DH role or while DD's out because Stan's going to be playing a lot more in the field and will be occupying that DH spot. So uh, let me know what you guys think. Love the show. I'm not near a toilet right now, but you guys are the shit. <laughs> All right, so Stanton and left, Jake. Now, when they signed Gardner, we were like, Gardner can't be the everyday left fielder. It can't. That's not like it just shouldn't right. be the plan at this point. Right now, is that the plan? Is Clint the plan? Is Stanton in left a lot the plan? And Anduhar and Anduhar DHing way more. Yeah, I I think and Jim, I'm I'm actually excited for this call because we're starting to get into like roster construction. <laughs> yeah. Which we we were hoping to be able to do <laughs> about a month ago. Um, it, it's going to be interesting. I, I think, I think what you circle is Clint Frazier, our buddy, our guy. Um, can he show up in spring training and show everyone a, he can, he can hit at a major league level, which I, that should be the easiest box for him to check. Cause he's looked nothing but great. Um, since we've seen him in the batter's box, even in a short time with the Yankees, we've seen growth there. The second box is going to be the defense. We, we've seen his defensive struggles. A lot of people kind of – I'll, I'll say this. Clint Frazier stands ignore that his defense was truly not good. I mean, there's, there's no other way to say it. Does he have the tools? Yes, he has a strong arm. He has speed. But he hasn't showed us he could play good defense yet. So that's box number two. And then tying that all together is the roster construction. And what if – will Clint look – good enough to be our quote-unquote fourth slash fifth outfielder um because what we saw from Giancarlo last year hey if if you can play him in left field maybe when the Yankees are playing against lefties which is going to be a third of their games less than that I I didn't hate it the dude looked good in left field last year so I I think that's definitely one of the bigger storylines that we're going to be talking about a lot and I I do think and I know some people are going to be, I mean, essentially mad about it. Um, but, I mean, Gardy's going to get a lot of chance to play. He, um, I, I realize he, he had a tough year last year. Um, you know, I was going to say he had a 7-12 OPS against righties. Like, that's a, that's a good thing. It's not. Um, but, I mean, again, if he can bounce back and it was just a bad year and it wasn't father time, you could still have a really useful guy on your baseball team. So that's... I, I think that's my all-encompassing answer. All right. I agree. I think it's going to be an interesting question as we go, like who's going to get the most starts at left field? Ooh, if you had to place a bet today. What, what's today? Sunday the January 20th? Yeah. If I place a bet today, I think it's Brett Gardner because I think he's going to get all home games with a right-handed pitcher. Yeah. And yeah, you can't you can't underestimate again how good his defense is and how how much they valued that in the past years. He's he's the safest bet. Yeah, but and hey, that Death Star you can you can do some fun stuff with Big G or or potentially Clint. Yeah. Hey, this is for Talking Yanks. This is Nick from the Cornhusker State. I just got to tell you guys a quick story about. Uh, I was listening to your uh, podcast. Um, must have been. Uh, Thursday's episode, Wednesday's episode. Anyways, I was listening to it coming into work, and uh, I put it on pause as I got into work. And uh, I'm sitting in a meeting, and I just kind of pop my headphones in, just kind of nonchalantly, and kind of turn on to listen to the rest of the radio show. And uh, you guys are talking about Jim Abbott, and Jake made the he made the comment, you know, there's not really a natural segue into talking about Jim Abbott. You know, it's not like anybody's going, hey, there's a fan there in the stands with one arm. Hey, you remember Jim Abbott? And I bust out laughing in the middle of the meeting. So got caught there. But uh, love the show, guys, and uh, add my two cents about the uh, pickup of Adam Ottavino. I love it. 100% love it. So, uh Go Yanks. 
got some positive confirmation from Nick. You made a good joke, Jake. Good job. I got a good laugh out of you on that one, too. That was uh, it's a good joke. Yeah. A lot or, of people don't go into that gray area, and I went there. So, <laughs> Thanks, Nick. Yo, what's up, John Boy and Jake? It's Sam from the Jersey Shore calling again. Uh, I thought of my random question about 36 hours too late, um, but I have it here. All things aside, I know the Yankees have the no facial hair policy, but if they didn't have that, which of the Yankees grows the best and the worst facial hair? I know the worst is going to be Tyler Wade, if you even consider him to be on the team, but I want to hear your thoughts. Looking forward to hearing the show. Adios. If the Yankees could grow facial hair, and they do in the off season, who would grow the worst, Jake? Who would have your facial hair? Yeah. I was wondering where you were gonna land there, and we we did it. Um, I don't know. I'm 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 trying to think. Nobody nobody's jumping out to me. I don't know. Voight feels like he's got a baby face situation going on a little bit. Yeah, it's true. Uh, I mean, if Tereus was still okay. on the team, I'd choose okay. Tereus. Just taking low blows for no reason. Now. Unless you count his mole hair as facial hair. Okay, that's Chad Green probably can't grow that great of a beard. Yeah, Chad, there's no middle area. He's either bad beard or he's like, you, there's going to be a clip of him in November like hunting turkey and he has like this Ron Swanson beard going on. Mm. Someone said that Judge would have a very patchy beard. Do you think so? It's interesting. I don't know. Can you be 6'8 and not grow a nice beard? You can. Again, I'm guessing you th- can. Those are two worlds that I don't live in, being 6'8 or having a beard. So, What about Chris Stapps Porzingis? Does he ever have nice facial hair? I don't think so. Who would have the worst facial hair if they could grow facial hair? So, someone message us because we're both kind of stumped yeah, if right you, now. If you've got a good opinion on it, let us know. I don't know. Montgomery might be pretty bad. I think Romine could grow pretty nice facial hair. So I've landed on that. All right. All right, we'll move on. What up, boys? This is Thompson Yanks calling to Nick from Santa Barbara. And I just had a question with the Adovino signing. And obviously with Britain getting multiple years, do you think this signals an end of Katanis in the Bronx after this year? Personally speaking, I don't think they re-sign him because I think that especially if he has a good year, he's going to want closer money. And if he has a bad year, I don't see why you would re-sign someone who's on a downswing like that. Also with the younger options, I really do think that uh, it's going to be an end of Delhi in the Bronx. I wanted to know what you guys thought. All right, thanks, guys. No more Delis in the Bronx. I don't really have an opinion on this because it's too far away, but I was I left it in in case you did. Do you think that with Ottavino and Britain locked in that they won't even try to bring Batances back? Uh, they'll try. I mean, we'd, I I think more importantly that it should be noted how how much the Yankees value bullpen. Uh, the money they're investing in just their transactions and moves over the past couple of years, they clearly think this is the future of baseball. Um, which I I mean that's not even really a hot take. I I don't know. I I think it'll definitely be something they'll use in negotiating with Dellen, being like, hey, we don't necessarily need you back, but Dellen has a great year. I mean, they could easily want him back. I I don't know. I don't I don't know what the full question is. I don't, good... I don't think I don't think any of the current signings mean we're told like goodbye, Dallin. Okay, I think you make a good point. They clearly want like four studs in the pen at all the times. So okay. I think if anything, these two signings uh, mean that they'll probably try to get Dallin to stay. You you uh, I didn't have an opinion until you put that in my head. And last voicemail, John Boy Jake. This is Wes from Virginia. I'm calling for Talking Yanks. Please answer this question. I've been trying to find out why. Why has there been no press conferences by the Yankees? They got all these new players, but no press conferences. What's the deal? Thanks. I agree with the West. This is kind of perplexing. Is it because they're going to do a big one with everyone at the end? Is it just because they didn't want to disrupt guys offseason, said do whatever you're doing, like, and then we'll do it in spring training? It, there's usually press conferences. Can you tell everyone you're, you're- – your dream situation again, if they've been listening, is that if they get Harper Machado, Cashman lays them all out like the Last Supper and just says, "This is what I've done." With yes. all all five of them sitting there, you were wondering if I was wondering about your Cashman Last Supper theory. 
Yeah. Shedlong raises his hand in the audience. He's like, can I, you want me up there? They're like, no, Shed. No, Shed. Get out of here, Shedrick. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. It, it is an interesting question. I, I think it's... Um, Should I write an email to Jason Zillow? I don't know. Do we... And we don't, we're obviously not going to deep dive into this, but do you think the Yankees are just like straight up too protective of their players? Um, no, no, I don't think so. I think that the Yankees have a a brand, a team brand that they like to put out. Jeter bought in and like delivered that team brand to a T like Jeter wouldn't even grow his facial hair in the off season. Right. Jeter wouldn't not wear a suit when they told him they didn't have to wear suits anymore, like Cece said. Because Jeter was like, no, that's what being a Yankee is. You're, you're not a Yankee for six months. You're a Yankee for 12 months, which is a little bit of like a hardo or whatever. But as a Yankee fan, yeah. you love it. Um, so I think the Yankees have their identity. I think that they they want to keep people in line. And they, I mean, every team, every team's PR should monitor their players' social medias. We've seen that. They should make them delete everything they ever said when they were younger. That's like a must now that teams still don't do. So, no, I, I think that, I mean, can you imagine if some of these guys like let their full personalities out? It's just bad I mean, for could, them, man. Could you imagine if, if, if Clint could finally get his thoughts out to the world? Yeah. I didn't want to rip on him. I, we rip on him too much, but. I know. I wasn't going to rip on him. I, I, hey, I want to I hear his full thoughts. I guess that's what I'm saying. Oh, um, I have no interest in that. Oh, oh my I do. God. The most, the most interested in that. You know, um, like some people love watching bad horror movies because they like laughing at them. Easy. I'm no, because that's why you want to hear Clint's full thoughts because you want to laugh. Like, I know that they won't even make me laugh. They'll just annoy me. I think I could get a laugh out of you. Um. Although man, Clint I, teaches me the new slang, like no cap. It's new slang, Jake. I don't know. I ju- I just think like why. I don't know, like the no press conference thing kind of weird. And like, I'm sure this spring training, we're going to get another group of kooky videos from the yes team, like the American Idol tryouts last year. Like, whoa, that was that was next level stuff, guys. I, I don't know. Wait, I, mean, I like those videos. I, I, those were like so manufactured, like those weren't the guys being the guys like the relief pitching video. That was good. I give him that. Yeah, um, I mean, but the outtakes were the guys being the guys and when you get to see the outtakes finished products right. always are kind of bad the outtakes um yeah i don't know and may- maybe they just need to let like a popular fan-led podcast access all their players regularly you know <laughs> the fishing video with tanaka and R- d-rob fishing that was great you could watch tanaka do anything in a video and you'd be fine with it absolutely there you go absolutely no i don't think they're too protective i think it's better than the opposite but why hey, with the the press conferences? I don't think it's a protective thing. I just don't under, I don't know what it is. But like exactly, I guess that's my thing. Like what? There's no other reason you wouldn't. You know what I'm saying? I think they. I think I think the reason is they're just saying do your off season. Like we're not going to fly you to New York to do a press conference and interrupt your off season. Like go relax, get your time in. When it's baseball time, we'll come to spring and we'll do the press conference then. That's what I would guess the actual reason is. Right, but that's, I mean, we, how much have we done on the Yankees being run like an actual business this offseason, and that's not like smart business. Like, you should have Adovino up there winning the fans over not from his Instagram story. You, you know, you should have a big press conference and sell some of those Zero Vino jerseys, you know? Zero Vino. Sober Adovino. Yeah, hey, I don't we've know. got a golf league. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, that's about it. You ready? You ready to wrap this up? Yeah, I was going to – that segue into the golf league. I said shop. Yeah, we have a golf league. Uh, John Boy and Jake Radio is doing golf stuff, so if you want to get involved with that, uh, we haven't made the link, <laughs> so we can't really do this. Uh, so be on the lookout for a tweet. Oh, we got the link. <laughs> and that's about – that wraps us up. Next next episode, hopefully there's more info. Probably we we'll get final details on the Sunny Trade. I am weirdly rooting for it to not not happen now i want sunny traded i want this deal to fall through and i want sunny to say no to an extension uh i guess just got kind of out of like pissy spite yeah that was that was that was weird that was some normally that's my angle yeah i just you know john Heyman. plus like i i want sunny to bet on himself not not in new york but like 
Seems like a shitty deal. Seems like a shitty deal. But whatever. That's the end of the Talking Yanks. Thank you for joining us. Go Yankees. Go Yankees. Tell them, Grams. Go Yankees.